With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Line is muted. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star two so the host knows when you want to speak. Everyone that is coming on sphere of influence, sphere of Lord, I thank you for what was upon her life as she was releasing what God has given her. She she made room for others to come up higher to what God had called them to be. So her strong leadership, their strength, and her single-mindedness. We got this today. It's so I want to talk. I want to start with sense awake and Sisera, who was the enemy and who was fleeing from Barak, and he was fleeing from the people of God that were after him. So he ran into the tent of Jael, and she invited him in, and she he even asked uh, to hide her and to cover her, and she said, "Yes, just come on in." And then he wanted something to drink, just the water or something, but she gave him milk. And then he fell asleep. And she took a tent peg and a hammer. You know, that really reminds me that um, that determination that she had. But the, the word of God is like a hammer, amen, and it pulverizes. So I just see that hammer as the word of God that we take. And she literally... Um, she took the tent peg, and Jesus is really the tent peg. He is, he is that tent peg. Ah, man, he is the one that is holding it all together. So she took that tent peg and the hammer, and she, she took it right to the side of uh, Cicero's, right here, in Cicero's uh, head, and just put in the tent peg with a hammer and killed him, destroyed him. Now think about that. It was the head realm, the thinking, the mind, and she was destroying the enemy, and she was destroying him and killed him so he could not get back up. He was totally annihilated. And just like um, Deborah was prophesying that God will give the enemy in the hands of a woman, so here she was, the courageous woman, and I just want to enjoy. I just want to encourage you today, no matter what you are, man or woman, or if you're a child or whatever. I just want to encourage you that you have the same ten peg, the name of Jesus Christ that is powerful, and the blood of Jesus that is just Hallelujah, is cutting us loose from all bondages. Uh, there is power in the blood of Jesus. And you know the word of God is like a two-edged sword, and it's, it is powerful in our hand. It's powerful in our mouth as we speak it forth. And we can, you know, this is, talks all about spiritual, spiritual kind of warfare that we are finding ourselves in in this hour. And there's warfare always all around, but we need to have the strategies just like Deborah was receiving strategies, and God will give you strategies for your situation that you're in. It's going to give you insight and wisdom and understanding and knowledge. You know, the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 11, 
it's it's that knowledge, it's that wisdom, it's the fear of the Lord. I mean, there is also there are seven of them. Just read about it again in Isaiah 11. But these are the things that are given to us to withstand the enemy's onslaught. So I want to again encourage you. That's the word encourage you, because when we go into a Judges five, there is the song of Deborah. And she was singing a song. You know, this morning I felt like singing a new song for the new season and singing from the bottom of my heart and singing from the, the very um, depths of my inner being to sing a new song unto the Lord out of the spirit. You know, what comes out of the spirit, that rejoicing that is within us because the joy of the Lord is our strength and that we thank him and that there is a sweetness and uh, yeah, that honey glory that is released when we sing unto the Lord and we sing to him, we sing to him in tongues and we speak in tongues, but we also come together with psalms, sing, psalms sings and spiritual songs. And so the spiritual songs can be released out of our innermost being. And that pleases the Lord. It's like a fragrant offering unto him. And we just let that release. Just let it come forth out of you. And, um, you know, in uh, Judges 5.12, it talks about um, awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, sing a song. Arise, Borah, and lead your captives away, O son of Abinam. So there is an awakening. There is an arising. The bride of Christ, this all speaks of the bride of Christ, to come in their strength and to awake and to arise. And if you go down into verse 14, it talks about Zebulun, the tribe of Zebulun. And I want to zoom into that now because of the singleness of heart. You know, Zebulun, and from Zebulun, those who bear the recruiter's staff and the princess of Issachar were with Deborah. As Issachar, so was Barak, sent into the valley under his command. Among the divisions of Reuben, there were great, there were great resolves of heart. You know, in the time that we're in, there has to be a great resolve in our heart to do what the Father is asking us to do and to fulfill the calling that is on our heart, on, on our lives. There is just a resolve in our heart to say, yes, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, because this temple of the Holy Spirit, this body of mine does not belong to me anymore. I've been bought with a price. Amen. Jesus Christ died for me. So this is my reasonable service that I give my body as a living sacrifice. My life is a living sacrifice. And whatever he wants will be done in my life. You know, so we can see heaven on earth, heaven in, in every part of our lives, because his will be done, his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. But there has to be a resolve in our hearts that says, yes, that we have strong hearts and that we're singleness, that we have a singleness of heart, that we have like dove's eyes, that we only look upon the Lord. And that's we lock gaze with him and we look to him. And that's what we receive every day. Every day we sit before him. Every day we receive from him. 
every day it's our daily bread it's so important in the time and the season that we find ourselves in again i encourage you to be courageous in christ um let me go down into uh, verse 18. Zebulun is a people who jeopardize their lives to the point of death. Naphtali also on the heights of the battlefield. Again here, you see that Zebulun, the tribe of Zebulun, they were courageous. And they were um, people who jeopardized their lives to the point of death. They knew that whatever it took, even if it took the death on the battlefield, they would go, they would do, they will not jeopardize. They would jeopardize their own lives, but they would not jeopardize the Lord's calling because they said yes. And so again, that singleness of heart is so important. And that's also set, um, let's see here, set of Sisera, not Sisera, but Sebulun, that they had that singleness of heart. They're not jeopardizing. You know, it's, it's, if I think about the warfare, um, when I grew up, let me go into that right now, just to paint a picture. But when I, when I uh, was born and I grew up in Germany and uh, wherever we lived, we were right next to military bases. Air Force Base and other military bases, the infantry, the artillery, you name it, Air Force, Marines, they were all there. And it was in Western Germany. So I thank the Lord that I was born and raised in Western Germany because we had the allies. We had the British, we had the French, and we had the United States of America. And the Eastern part of Germany, they were under the jurisdiction of Russia. So that was a completely different um, atmosphere. It was a different teaching in the eastern part of Germany. But the western part of Germany, um, we had those allies, those three allies. And um, so there was a lot of maneuvers. I remember the convoys going down the Autobahn for miles and miles and miles. So that was very interesting to see the convoys of the military, the, the U.S. Army, the British and the, and the French coming together and having maneuvers uh, all the time, all throughout the year. And then also the Air Force doing their testings and flyovers. And it was like the stealth fighters and the military planes and those stealth fighters, those fighters that jets, they were, um, you know, they had that sonic boom because they were going fast and and you could hear those booms and it was really loud. It wasn't like a regular airplane for sure. This was like um, that sound on steroids, amen? So it was very loud and it would always be a reminder to us what happened and what's happening that the Cold War was still going on and they had to be alert all the time. They had to go out on maneuvers all the time because we forget we just completely forget if we just sit back and we sit on our laurels, so to speak. You know, you've probably heard that before. We have a victory somewhere and then we want to go and sit on our laurels. But that's not enough. When you are in military, you know, when, when you take some land, you can't just then go back home and sit in front of your TV. But when you take the land, 
you then have to keep the land because the enemy will try to come back and he will try to take the land back from you. So you need to be prepared. You need to be ready. And that's why it says, you know, when you are all cleaned out, you come to Christ Jesus, the devil is cast out of your life. You come out of darkness into, into the marvelous life of Christ Jesus, and yet you're being cleaned up inside. You have to keep a guard on yourself. So it stays clean because the enemy will try to come back and he will try to come back seven times over, you know, bring more of his bronies and come back to the, to the beautiful, um, clean, spotless place and to want to take over again. But we have a guard. We have the blood of Jesus. But we also have to be aware of what the army wants to do or the enemy wants to do. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices, okay? So another thing I want to just point out is when I came here to Jacksonville, Florida, uh, part of my ancestors are the Huguenots, the French Huguenots on my, my father's family. So when I came here, I learned about the martyrs and I learned about the martyrs, the Huguenots, the French Huguenots that came to this shore in 1562, I believe. And they came to set the captives free. They came to do everything they wanted to do was to be done for the glory of God. So they started to work with the Tumaquan Indians. And it's so beautiful because there's even now a song, the Lord's Prayer. And you can Google that on the internet and you can find it that they had the Lord's Prayer as a song. So that's powerful to me. So they were trying to evangelize those Indians. But in the meantime, they had their fort. Of course, they came from Europe. They were all about forts, building forts. So they had a fort build up. But uh, there was one night where it was really stormy and it was like a hurricane. Um, somewhat like a hurricane, very fierce weather. And a lot of the people, I guess, were the, the watchmen. The watchmen, those who were supposed to be watchmen on the wall that night, I guess they didn't feel very good. So they said, well, we're, we're going to be fine because, the, because of that weather, nobody's going to try to come and overtake us. So they let down the guard. The watchmen on the wall were not on the wall watching. They were sleeping, okay? And uh, anyone who's been in the military know what that means. Uh, that's, that's horrible. That's the worst thing you could do. But anyway, that night when they had their guard down, their, the watchmen on the wall did not watch. They did not fulfill their part at that moment in time. So the enemy came and overtaken them suddenly. They came all the way from St. Augustine, and they came by foot. And, you know, there wasn't streets like there are streets now back then. They came through that fierce storm, but yet they made their way. And it was the Spanish people. They made their way and uh, overtook the fort. So that just tells me right there, you don't want to let, let your guard down. And, you know, God is our, the glory of God is our, we're the glory of God is our rear guard. And so he's our buckler. He's our shield. We are protected. But I'm talking about military kind of warfare. And I know that our warfare is in the spirit. 
And our warfare is not against flesh and blood. But I'm just giving you some examples that we are aware of what's really around us. And what we're really dealing with, God has, give, has to give us discernment what we're really dealing with. So this is just so we are awakened, just like, you know, awake, awake, Deborah. Come on, awake. You would think he, she's awake, but there had to be an awakening to what she was really dealing with. And that the Barak had to arise out of that reluctancy to do what he was called to do, you know. He was not as, as the leader of the military, even so um, Deborah was telling him, this is what needs to be done in Judges 4. And again, I'm asking you just to read it again, get it for yourself. The Lord will show you things. I'm just trying to highlight these things. So she had to, she spoke to him after she was awakened and then he had to arise and he had to fulfill so I think he needed to take the captives. He needed to take the enemy. And Jael was part of the entire setup from the Holy Spirit. She did her part. If she would have not done her part, then the enemy would have been fast asleep. He would have gained momentum again. And he would have just went out again after he slept, after he took milk and was refreshed. But no, he was annihilated, completely annihilated. So again, we have a spiritual fight on our hands. And um, let's see. Um, in verse 20, go oh, in verse 19, Judges 5, verse 19. The kings came and fought. Then the kings of Canaan fought the enemy. By the waters of Megiddo, they took no spoils of silver. Silver. That tells me right there, they were not concerned about the physical spoil. They were concerned about domineering and have a territorial dominance. That's what they were after, not just the spoil, okay? This is what we're after. The kingdom of God will never be shaken. The kingdom of God will never diminish, but it's advancing. So this is what we're about. And it's a territorial dominance. And that goes back and forth. So we have to be aware what our part is. So they did not take any spoils of silver. Verse 20, they fought from the heavens. They fought from the heavens. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. Our, like I said, we don't fight against flesh and blood. It's, it's a different kind of warfare. Ephesians 6, I just want to remind you, it's a spiritual warfare. And, and the kingdom of God is advancing. Hallelujah. That all the kingdom of this earth shall become the kingdoms of our God. Amen. This is what this is about. Territorial dominance. Um, they fought from the heavens. The stars from their courses fought against Sisera, and Sisera was the enemy. So even the stars, and I see as the stars, it's the angelic, it's the princess, it's the prince of the air, the different princes, there's different hierarchies in, in the even in for the for the enemy camp, but also for the angelic that's on our side. Amen. 
So there is like princes and, and different angels. We heard that about Michael and Gabriel in the book of Daniels, where Daniel was fasting and praying for 21 days. And Gabriel, the messenger angel, was trying to get to him. But he, he was resisted by the prince of Persia, which was in that area where Daniel was. So he could not go past that prince of Persia, which was the enemy. Amen. That was one of those uh, the, the hierarchies, the principalities of that area, Persia. So Michael, the archangel, which is the warring angels, angel, he had to come and he had to help Gabriel against the, the prince of Persia. And that's how uh, Gabriel was finally able to bring the message to Daniel. It's pretty amazing, I think, you know, just to think about how the fighting and how the standing up and, and Daniel just prayed and fasted. So sometimes we just pray and fast. Sometimes we declare. Sometimes we decree whatever the Holy Spirit is showing us to do. But it gives, uh, you know, then the, the angelic forces are being dispatched, so to speak. I'm in the gates. Hmm. The gates. I know that's not what it says there, but the gates are where the enemy tries to come. The gates are the place where the enemy tries to overtake. So watch your gates, your mouth, your eyes, um, your mind, your ears, your heart. These are gates. Just protect those gates with the blood of Jesus and be aware that you don't let anything go through your gates that are not of the Lord. Verse 21, the torrent of Kishon swept them away. That ancient torrent, the torrent of Kishon. Oh, my soul, march on in strength. Now, if you think about it, just the soul, oh, my soul, walk walk on or march on in strength. That's another military. It is usually the soul that wants to give up. You know, David said, King David said, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? You know, hope in God. And so when you're in the middle of some circumstances, I want you to be encouraged and speak to your soul to rise up and to actually your soul, your emotions and your will and your thought life that that is coming under the jurisdiction of the Holy Spirit, under your spirit, that your spirit that is filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, that that's, that's where you live out and don't live out of your soul. That wants to tell you all sorts of things, all kinds of fear. And so just put that down and say, why are you so downcast on my soul? Just hope in God, hope in God, trust in God, wait upon the Lord. Because his strength is overpowering anything that can ever come against you. Amen? So, um, um, here it talks about actually the angel of the Lord. You know, the angel of the Lord in verse 23. Um, you know, those tribes like uh, Sebulun and Naphtali, they were powerful. Even Issachar stood with what was happening with Deborah and um, the armies of the Lord. They stood, that those tribes stood, and they were courageous. And they had a singleness of heart. But the others, 
they stayed in their beds, so to speak. They stayed back. They stayed on the mountains. They did not rally together to help the others. And so that angel right there, um, you know, it talks about those who did not help, that there was no help for the Lord. And they did not help. They did not come to help the rest of the people that were fighting, those tribes that were fighting and standing. In verse 24, most blessed among women is Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. And he talks about what she did here again, because this is that song. That is the song of Deborah after everything happened, after they fought the fight, and after Sisera was taken by Jael. And so this song was a song of thanksgiving. This song was a song of gratefulness. This song was telling of the mighty and great things the Lord has done, but also acknowledging what happened so this could be accomplished. So what I see in all of that, to take it all together, that we need to have a singleness of heart, and that we need to understand that it's not just about us, that it's the body of Christ, that is the kingdom of God people, kingdom of God, God manifestations, that the body of Christ, the bride of, bride of Christ coming together and just standing and be like an army, you know, the great and mighty army that is arising uh, in the book of Joel, and they are arising and they're marching in um, formation. No one is breaking ranks. Everyone, they're marching together and everybody knows their part and what their warfare is all about. So I know all about warfare today. This is what it is. So praise God. Um, I love it. Actually, I just love it. I, you know, we were military for 20 plus years and I was worked for the military. I really enjoyed my time and I've learned so much uh, about the physical military, but what it also, how it spoke to me for the spiritual warfare. So in verse 31, I'm jumping around a bit, but just bear with me. In verse 31, um, thus let all your enemies perish, O Lord, but let those who love him be like the sun when it comes out with full strength. So those who love the Lord, you know, when it's all said and done, because we know that we have, the war has been won. Jesus Christ already won. I mean, you read the end of the book and you know that it's all won. We're on uh, the team that will be victorious, and we are victorious in him. But when we go through our everyday life, there are battles. You know, there are different place, times and seasons where we have to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. And we have to have that same mantle as Deborah. You know, she was a woman of influence, and she judged, and she was a leader, a woman who set everything in order a strong administrator of God's plan and a prophetess. So God is right now, I believe he is putting everything in order and he's giving us um, orders from headquarters, so to speak, how to put things in order, how to participate in what the Lord is doing right now, to put our lives in order according to his blueprint and that we really agree with what he's showing us and that we align with what he's doing, and that we have our assignments that we're walking out in the power of his might. So again, but 
but let those who love him, you know, the lovers of God, there's so many lovers of God that really love the Lord, let them be like the sun, hallelujah, when it comes out in full strength. You know, when the sun comes out in full strength, it is powerful. And so we are the light of the world, just like Jesus Christ is the light of the world, but with full power of his strength. And that we that's what's exuding out of his lovers. There's lovers who are so in love with him that we say, yes, Lord, give me that 10 peg. You are that 10 10 peg, Jesus Christ. And the word of God is like that hammer that pulverizes everything. So I'm just excited to to know that we have singleness of heart and that we do not jeopardize, just like the Sebulun, where people who jeopardize their lives to the point of death, but we do not jeopardize what you have given us to to do. And that our lives are in your hands. And we know that you make something beautiful out of our lives and that we are come and we are conquerors and that we stand in that battle array that is given to us and that we're white clothed in white linen, hallelujah, and that we are priests and kings unto our most high God, how it says in Revelations 1 and in Revelations 5, that first and foremost, we stand before the Lord. And I just see how Deborah, she was under the palm tree, and that says in Judges 4, She was situated under the palm tree and on a high and lofty place. She was seated and she heard, it's like a palm tree. And I look at palm trees right there in front of me. There's four of them. Do you know they are so strong? Their um, roots, they go so deep into the ground that when the storm comes, they cannot be toppled over. They may bend, you know, and we, we may bend as the wind comes, but we bend as the Lord, we bend to the Lord and we say, Father, your will be done. And as the storm comes, actually, it's like that eagle that soars, an eagle waits for the storm. It waits for the current of that wind, and it just goes right into that current, and that current of the wind takes it higher and higher and higher to soar up higher. And so even as the palm tree, it just goes deep. The, the roots go deep into the Lord and into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's how Deborah was. She, she received everything, all the nourishment that came through that root. All those roots that were, you know, they were so in such good ground and such good water, the water of the Holy Spirit. And so receiving all of that, it's just like abiding in Christ, dwelling in him like John 15. You know, everything comes from him. And then the fruit comes because we're abiding in him. And we get everything we need on a daily basis from him. It's a fresh word. It's fresh manna for the day. Just to like today, Judges 5, that, that was fresh manna for me. And, and especially... Thinking about Deborah, Jael, Barak, and just go back and just read about, you know, Deborah is like, I see it as kind of a bride of Christ, you know, because she stood in his presence and she released what she saw. 
And then if you think about Zebulun, they had a heart after God's own heart, just like David. And they were determined to be awake. They were determined to arise and shine. You know, there it is. Awake, Deborah. Arise, Barak. And then at the last part of Judges 5, in verse 31, we're shining. Let them shine like the sun when it comes out in full strength. Then it says, so the land had rest for 40 days. And our land, our nations, the creation, God's creation, it's groaning. Romans 8, it says it's groaning for the true revealing of the sons, the true sons of God. And, you know, those true sons of God, those are the mature ones, sons and daughters, the mature ones, the ones that have have not only spoken the word of the Lord, but also stood in time of adversity. The perseverance and the singleness of heart, a single heart, a single eye, looking upon the Christ Jesus. Father, we just thank you right now for the nourishment that you have given us today. And Lord, I thank you that you don't start right there, but that you continue to give us more nourishment. It is taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. There is such an overflowing, abundant life that is coming out of him as we partake at the table of the Lord. We partake of him and we receive the strategies from heaven and we are aligning with it. I pray that you will align. I pray that you will hear the words of direction, that you even hear words of correction if necessary, because that is beautiful. Even the correction of the Lord is powerful to correct us and to shift us. Yes, shift us, because there was um, an act in the book of Acts. It talks about that there is a refreshing. You know, first the correction came, but then the refreshing came. So if there's correction in your life, if there's adjustment in your inner man, then know that there's going to be a refreshing by the Holy Spirit that comes. So I just want to leave you with that. If you want to connect with me on um, website you can visit the website it's uh, soaringeagle.info www.soaringeagle.info it's pretty simple you can go on on the facebook um, also there's a facebook page for soaring eagle ministries and um, amazon has my author page if you just put in under books by name gabriella gilpin it will come up all the different books. So I invite you to look at the books. And if you want to sign up to the newsletter, you can go on my website. And the first thing that comes up will invite you to give us your email. We will never use your email for anything else but what you're giving us to. And also, if you want to um, give into what, what is coming up, next week on Tuesday, September 4th, I'm flying back into Frankfurt, Germany going to minister in, in Germany, but also going to the beautiful island of, in the Mediterranean, Cyprus. Cyprus is very strategic. I will be 
preaching at a church there in Paphos. And you can read about Paphos, Cyprus in the book of Acts because Apostle Paul and uh, Apostle Barnabas were there. You can read all about it. It's really kind of exciting to go into these Mediterranean regions. And I just came back to Israel, back from Israel in June. I was there beginning of June. It was a powerful time there. But being in Cyprus, it's so strategic. It's very close to Israel. It's only about 45 minutes of a flight to fly from Cyprus into Israel. So there's so many saints in Cyprus and so many missionaries and so many people of God that, uh, that the Lord has sent there for times such as this. So I'm really thankful there's a lot of refugees that are coming to the Lord as well. And uh, I'm just thank you. Thank the Lord and thank you for being part of this. And I'm going to sign off right now. God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.